Welcome to the warm-up, a Bailiwick Express podcast giving an insight into the sports action that is on the horizon. Hello, I'm Nick Mann. It's a period of change for Guernsey cricket, and with a summer ahead that features a T20 international tournament on our shores, I talked to new men's manager Rob Thompson about the sport's ambitions. We begin by discussing how he first got involved in cricket. I guess it's kind of always been there, you know, growing up in a in a very sort of sporty family, and um, you know, any, anything that's that's on live is has tended to be on the telly um, for for a long time now. But it was really moving moving to Guernsey and kind of just being thrown in as as you do very randomly in in Guernsey with various things um when I moved to the island I mean as I still am now I was working for HSBC um at the time and and since inception of Griffins they were they were the sponsor I think it was 2009 um the team was short one day so I went off down to Lamar de Carteret with a colleague got dragged along um Played the first game there, and it and it just just grew from there really. So I didn't really have much of a background, if any at all, here in the UK. Um, so yeah, just just completely by chance, and then you know fast forward sort of 13, 14 years, and it's it's been a bit mad really. And and why move into the sort of the more managerial coaching side of things as well? How does that transition work out? Um, I mean that's kind of happened. I would say. Certainly, we had a, a maybe a couple of years away from the island around 2011, 12-ish. And when I came back, um, I'd, I'd started to do a few bits to help Paul McCormick, who was the secretary of Griffins at the time, um, just before I left. And yeah, I came back to the island and kind of signaled my intention to to help him with whatever needed doing when, when we came back. And that very quickly became, um, you know, becoming the, the secretary of the club at that point. So... I'd always had a, you know, sort of a, some sort of, I guess, skills in, in on the admin side and and just sort of bringing things together. So I think it worked well for Paul, who was kind of looking to step away from it around that time. And yeah, we kind of grew what what at that point back in sort of early 2013 was a, you know, a two team sort of social evening league club into into kind of the, the sort of the powerhouse that it is today, I guess. And it must have been, been amazing to be involved in that. Have you got any highlights over that time as well, looking back on it? Yeah, I think go back to, if we go back to 2016, that was that was the year the club won its first ever Rosedale Shield, so the, the Evening League Division One. Um yeah, I think prior to that point and, and a few years before that, the club had only really kind of contested sort of division two, three at first team level and then then had a second team down in you know, division five, six, seven, whatever it, it looked like over the years. Um, but we really kind of kicked on 2014, 15 and 2016, yeah, culminated in winning the, the Rosedale Shield for the first time. So I think locally that's, you know, realistically the biggest thing, you know, a, a, a domestic club can win. You've got the history and the heritage of that competition. So to, to kind of get our hands on that for the first time and become a, you know, a new winner of that competition was was really exciting. We we won it again in 2017, which which was amazing. Um, but yeah, I would say kind of as a, as a first highlight, certainly that. This year, um, I guess from my perspective, domestically with Griffin's a bit of a final achievement. We won the Channel Island League for the first time, um, you know, to, to be crowned champion club over, across both Guernsey and Jersey was an incredible achievement. Um, we'd had a, a quiet few years, I would say, on the on the success front. Um, 
So so for that to come along this year when we maybe didn't expect it was was all the more sweeter. So that was that was a pretty incredible way to go out as well. And how did your transition into the um the Guernsey setup happen as well? Um as much as it it will look to many like it's very orchestrated, stepping down from Griffins after 10, 11 years and, and kind of moving into this role, it absolutely wasn't. So I'd, I'd wanted to to move away from the Griffin stuff for, for a couple of years now. Um, but as with a lot of sports, um, you know, finding other people to, to kind of, you know, take on take on the, the, the roles and the responsibilities is, is no easy feat. So I put it back um, maybe a year ago and thought, well, look, let's see how, how 2023 pans out, obviously, you know, sort of from a sporting perspective and also personally and made the decision quite early on this year that that, that I would step away at the end of the season. The Guernsey stuff then came, yeah, completely by chance. Stuula Prevo, who's the, the chairman of the selection committee that we have in place at the moment, approached me just from a from a selector's role at, at the start of the season. So putting a committee together from, um, you know, from those that are involved with with the local island cricket to, to start, you know, having an input in selecting the squads, you know, that, that we put available for, for trips and tours and series was really exciting. So I agreed to do that and and it very quickly snowballed into something a bit more. So I started helping Frithy with, with a few things, asking various questions about how things worked. Um, and before I knew it, you know, that's, that's turned into this, this role of, of, of sort of island team manager. So, you know, it's, it's really, really exciting. Um, it has come at a perfect time with, you know, with, with various other things now freed up for me and, Above all else, you know, it, it's an honour to do that for, for Guernsey on, on the international stage. So it's something that it's been very busy. Um, you know, there's there's a lot to do and there's a lot that we want to do, but it's really exciting at the same time. Can you um, just explain a bit more about the role of the manager uh, in cricket as well, how that pans out? Yeah, sure. So we, we've got Frithy, Jeremy Frith, who's, who's director of cricket. So that's, I guess, all encompassing really with you know, starting at the top with the with the senior men, and then it's it's all the way down through through the pathways and and through right right to the juniors. So it's I guess oversight of of all of that process. So my role is just specifically the the island men's side, um, and a lot of that is just around you know bringing all of the key stakeholders together for for decision making. Um, I guess trying to trying to have an involvement with what what the cricket looks like for those players. So there's an element of that with the domestic cricket, just making sure that their views are heard on that front and that we're evolving and, and making sure that we're playing the right cricket. Um, and then a big part, putting together a, a schedule at, at Ireland senior men's level for, for the guys on, you know, on a yearly basis. So if we look ahead to, to 2024, that's been getting fixtures arranged with the MCC. We've got some first class academies coming over. We're looking at, a T20 international series on the continent. We've got a couple of those that hopefully will come to fruition quite soon. We've obviously got the tournament, so we're, we're we're looking at when when that falls and what our prep can be for that. And then you've you've obviously got your various interinsulars as well. So it's putting together a schedule that's really compelling for the guys that that you know makes them all excited about playing cricket and and equally as well. There's a, there's a big piece on availability to making sure that what we put on captures everyone that we make sure that we we can pick from everyone that we have available which is is possibly not something that's been done in the past so there's a whole kind of piece on the the player engagement side as well which 
you know, we've had meetings with all of the senior players and those those on the fringes in, in the last sort of, I guess, six to eight weeks, just to get a feel for where everyone's at with their own games, where they are personally, you know, what their what their views are, just to to really canvas opinion across the board and make sure that that we're covering all the bases. So, you know, that's been looking at training programs, strength and conditioning, obviously the playing side, and and then looking at kind of seeing what people's needs are with with time off and, and the financial side as well. So it's yeah it's it's pretty pretty wide ranging as you would expect from from amateur stuff just about making sure that you know we don't leave any any stone unturned in pursuit of, of making sure that the island side can can be as as strong and competitive as, as it possibly can be really and what's your goal because like where, where, where do we see going to cricket going what, what what is success in an island context yeah it's a really really interesting question that at the moment, I think if you ask different people, they'll they'll probably give you different answers. Um, as as people know, cricket on the field isn't entirely straightforward, and for an amateur country like ours, it's it's exactly the same off the field as well. So, you know, we've got challenges with the different types of format. Um, at the moment, as as we sit here now, based on our global ranking, T20 is the only international cricket that we we currently play. Um, the 50 over stuff is let's say a level above us at the moment. So they've kind of cut off your your sort of threshold, your your ranking for, for getting into global 50 over cricket. And we, we need to get back into that. Um, the problem with that is the ICC changed that, what that looks like regularly. So from our perspective, as we sit here today, the only way to get back into that is, is to improve our T20i ranking. So... We we kind of started that with a with a huge series win over Germany last August, which which rocketed us up, I think, seven or eight places globally. And at the moment, it's it's about trying to put on more series like that so we can we can climb the rankings as high as we possibly can. Um, that there's a the, the cycle for 50 over cricket as it currently stands is a three year one, and they're just embarking on that new cycle. So. If they continue with the structure as it is, we've we've got three years now to, to to you know to really improve our T20I ranking to then get back into the you know at, at the table for 50 over cricket. At the same time, we we don't want to neglect that longer format of the game. For a lot of people, that's you know very very much the traditional way of, of playing cricket and, and what people prefer. We've obviously got to make sure that when we do get back to that level, we're we're still playing plenty of it to be able to be competitive and successful when we get back there so it's putting a schedule together that that recognizes that and and has some long format cricket but at the same time we've we've currently got to allocate you know probably the majority of our our budget to t20i cricket and i guess we'll we'll talk while we're talking t20i it's um great to see the announcement um just a couple of days ago um that the tournament coming to guernsey but how important is is it to have that kind of carrot at the end of a season yeah it's it's massive for in 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 so many ways um you know it's it's really testament to to mark latter the i guess the outgoing ceo at at the moment for for having that um you know mark's bid for that you know on behalf of the island and and delivered that and it's it's huge for the icc to give to give guernsey hosting rights for such a, a big competition so you know that's that's from from years and years of of hard work and dedication that that lats has put in and most recently we hosted the under 19 
version, I guess, of, of this um, last year so successfully. So it, it's massive for us. It, it's obviously brilliant for the island from a from an economy perspective and, you know, and getting people over here. There'll be nine other countries um, for, for 10 days. So it's, it's a huge event. And I think at our level, it's it's huge because for the players, it it means the difference between probably having to take three days off work versus 10 or 11. You know, that in turn means availability for, for that tournament should be a lot higher than it would be if we were having to go onto the continent to play it. You know, we're playing it at our own grounds, at our own facilities, on our own surfaces, surfaces that we know. Um, and it will give us a, a real competitive edge as well over, over everyone else. So you kind of put it all together and, and it gives us, you know, a really, really strong opportunity to progress to the next stage of the World Cup qualifying than it, it probably would if it was anywhere else in the world. So, you know, we, we couldn't ask for any more. Um, you know, we've we've, we've had, had the draw, so we already know who we're going to be playing and, and how that looks in a 10-team format. So, you know, we can start to start to do the work there and, you know, really create some excitement around that tournament for the, you know, for the whole island. Um, it's at the end of August, which for us means we can spend the whole season kind of building up to it, which is perfect. You know, we'll go in to the tournament really hot. So, you know, everything put together, it, it couldn't be any more favourable for us. Um and we've we've got to just translate that into into success on field and make sure that we've then got a tournament um, the following year as well. And it, it's been a, a period. There's been a few announcements from announcements from Guernsey Cricket in the last sort of month, I guess. Starting with with your appointment, we've had uh, Ollie Nightingale um, being announced as as the captain as well. And it, it feels like there's some and the tournament. So it feels like there's some momentum building, and uh, it must be an exciting time to be involved. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, you know, you you go back a bit further there with with the announcement of Frithy, kind of I guess at, at the start of all that, which is really exciting as well. So, you know, he's from a from a playing perspective, um, you know, everything Frithy did over his career was was absolutely incredible. So to have him and and everything that he can bring in as that director of cricket role is is fantastic, and it's kind of laid that platform for the rest of of everything to come from. Um, you know, Ollie recently appointed as captain is really exciting. You know, that's that's a, a significant change for us for the group, but but a really really positive one. So, um, you know, Matt Stokes was was interim captain for the second half of last season after Josh Butler stepped down, but we were very keen at the time to 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 make sure that once we got through the season that there was a proper you know process put in place to to determine who would be the the full time Ireland captain moving forwards. Um, Ollie came out of, of that process really, really favourably. Um, you know, as, as we said, with an amateur amateur group of players on such a small island, there's 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 a lot to that role. You know, that Ollie's going to have to do other than just kind of leading a side on the field. So, you know, there's there's many many aspects to to that role that that Ollie's going to have to kind of immerse himself in with, and and a bit like myself, kind of linking linking people in together, and you know, quite a lot of off field responsibilities. So. Yeah, taking everything into account, we were we were absolutely delighted to have had half a dozen players sort of throw the hat in the ring for that role. And you know, from in, in terms of, of the you know the decision makers there, we we, we were unanimous that, that Ollie was the right man to lead us forward. So he does that ahead of a huge year. You know, there's as we've already alluded to, there's there's, there's a lot riding on 2024. Um, but it's the group are excited. 
you know, we want to turn the year, get back into some some winter training, and 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 then you know kick on from from April onwards. That's fabulous. Um, if if you look, if you can look into the future, what, when would you like to see going to cricket in five years' time? I'll go a bit shorter, and I'll sort of refer back to the to the fifty overs. So let's assume the ICC structure stays as it is. I want to be going into what would it be twenty twenty seven with with a fifty over a 50 over tournament um booked in the diary you know that's it's a level of cricket that Guernsey historically has has played at and been competitive at um I know that that this group that we've currently got could be competitive at that level and would be the group is, is still quite a young group so I don't really see in in three years time you know too too much of a change personnel wise with the added increase of you know of some some talented youngsters coming through so it yeah it, it's going to be Going into 2027 with some 50 over international cricket booked in the diary. Um, that's that's the aim. That's that's what I'm certainly planning towards, and and a lot of my efforts are, are headed towards making that happen as as best as I possibly can. So that will be success, um, and that's that's what I think we can achieve. So let's see. Hopefully, we can we can sit here in three years' time and and have that conversation with with a reality on it. That was the warm-up. Thanks again for listening. Please like and subscribe for more. You can find all our sports news on gsy.bailiwickexpress.com and on all our social channels. Sign up to our daily email to keep up to date on all the work the Express team does. 